Second Star to the Left, a podcast everything fantastic, strange, and science fictional. I'm your host, Matt, with my co-hosts. I'm Bert. I'm Katie. I'm Meredith. We're back in the nuclear-radiated COVID wasteland to give you our first movie back, Dragon Slayer. Before we get into Dragon Slayer, Mary, you had a question for the audience, really, I think. Okay. And, like, for really anyone (laughs) on the cast. And I want to give you this space right now, because I think it's important. (laughs) All right, so we're... To, to give this platform over to you. We're dragging me on the TL. Okay. Um, it's a movie about a dragon, so it seemed appropriate. <laughs> yeah, we're roasting. Uh, that's how we're staying on theme. I just asked if it was normal that me and my sister growing up were not allowed to have spaghetti on weeknights because we would go so crazy that it would like ruin the whole night because spaghetti just drove us wild. <laughs> and... <laughs> I still, you know, sometimes people put a little wine in the sauce. There's a lot of carbs. Like, I just don't think this is unreasonable, and everyone's laughing at me. I think what it is is... I think it's, this movie is about how the small-minded are never capable of conceiving power and often stand in the way of it. I think what it is is, uh, I think when you eat spaghetti, you tap into your inner wild Italian. Uh, yeah. And the the... The Sicilian nature takes over, and you become <laughs> insane and primitive. <laughs> I start a I start a protection racket. Like I come up to one of my stuffed animals, and I'm like, "Hey, that's some good stuff in you." It, sure you know, if it was outside you, <laughs> it's the same when you go to Olive Garden and they're like free unlimited breadsticks. Your mind just reels <laughs> from the possibilities. Yeah. And then I discover that they're li- that they are in fact limited. They are very way. limited. Yes, <laughs> it's a lie. Um, so you've shamed me in front of my ancestors <laughs> and our entire audience. <laughs> um, Listen, there's going to be a lot of people that are really going to be upset. So I want to, you know, make it clear. Upset about how endorse, good Dragon Slayer is. We endorse spaghetti in any and all forms, and we Sorry. encourage people. Uh, we to... are we are a pro mafia oh. podcast. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> well, never... if, if the mafia existed, which it doesn't, wink. Hey, everybody, what's your favorite pasta sauce? <laughs> oh, whatever. The and this is how Pizza Gate Two was born. Is, is also my favorite. The same. Probably a. It's probably just a very simple bolognese. Um, I was going to say that. Yes, like a traditional. Uh, Katie, Matt, do you have a favorite? Spaghetti sauce. What's the one with all the basil? I will, on it? Is it nap napolenta? Yeah, that, yeah. It used to be a a Nelson family no, tradition. No, that's... to um for the first birthday of any Nelson kid to feed them spaghetti because as a one year old child you have poor motor skills and struggle to perform basic functions. So invariably the spaghetti wound up all over the child. Is so. that a sauce? Napolitana sauce. No, it's not a sauce, but okay. it's a story. It is a story, and it was a delightful story. My favorite sauce is Putinesca, because I like the name. <laughs> and also, it's the spiciest one. Uh, I think I'll you like, like that it. too. I think you like it because you like the orange Cheeto in the White House. That's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard his, wa- I heard his wife's a Putinesca. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Let's talk about Dragon Slayer. <laughs> have been witness to something something of consequence to you to me there's a great task needing to be done no doubt you've heard of our trouble at home a dragon fire and stench it is evil pure and simple you want me to do battle with that Behold, for I am chosen, I shall die that many may live. Twice each year, the king selects a new victim, chosen by lot, girls, virgins. Your king made a pact with a monster. But your children were dying. Only a few. Does that sound cruel? Blacksmith, have you ever forged a weapon? 
an edge like no other on this earth. We now gotta slay the dragon that is the Cheeto in the White House. We're gonna talk about Dragon's Lair, the uh, Don Booth <laughs> animated game for so, the arcade. So I, oh. I want to ask you all. I want to ask you all. What was the part that got you the most? For me, it was when Draco lifts his heart and <laughs> tells Aiden. Oh wait, sorry, wrong movie. I think it was. I think my favorite part was when Galen. Said De- Dennis jo- Quaid says his wrath. Undoes the wicked and it's like raining. It's really yeah, hard. Yeah, I, I, my favorite I like this part was when Galen said "Fusro da" and everybody in front of him <laughs> r- ragdolled into a ravine, and then he stole all of their <laughs> wheels of cheese and the apples. The apples from their closets. What were you saying, Katie? <laughs> I was just gonna say. I hope this is like an ongoing bit where just Matt continually thinks we've watched Dragon Heart. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I did Rock- watch it. I don't remember anything about it. This is the cool thing about this film. So first off, I think the cast had a universal experience. We this movie is 109 minutes. It felt like the Ten Commandments. Are we sure it's not? It felt like an epic because it's not. No, 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 no. That's the wrong. No, no, no. I I had on my computer. It said that. I I know, but I mean, epic is the wrong. Epic in length, but not in scope or things that happen because nothing happens. From a formal, in a formal sense, it is isn't it. No, it's a, it's sure. a, it's a tesseract of time, and that like you start watching, <laughs> and then multi layers unfold, and suddenly you see eternity before you, and it's all very bad CGI, and Peter McNichols there. There's no CGI. Oh, I thought, yeah, no I, CGI. Thought, I actually want to defend the honor of this film now. Sorry, there was um, an 80s Dragon version Slayer. of uh, great um, CGI, great practical which effects, which was the go motion. CGI. They had a, a surprisingly enlightened um, gender thing going on in the story that, like, didn't make me mad. You know? I was going to ask about that, effects. but we it, we can... Do you want to get There is one that point now? that makes me really laugh about it. Where um, do you want to start with this one? Do you want to talk, did, do you want to talk gender? Do you want to talk you, special effects? Did you think it would make me mad? Wait, I'm curious. So let's... I so don't... Let's, okay, no, we're doing okay, gender. Okay, here's here's my take on this movie. Do, do you like tropes? Because, uh, yeah, baby. Oh, we got tropes. But this is the we grandfather of, of no, no, no. This is the grandfather of tropes. This is no, it's this, okay. I feel like the fingerprints of this on every single fantasy thing I've ever touched in my Matt, life. Come on down to the fantasy. Matt. The fingerprints. Okay, hold on a second. Let's let's be clear. This is a Disney Paramount joint that is look. And there's a the bare ass character. Two of them. The, the main boot. character is Luke Spellcaster. Okay, I don't know what his name is, no, no, but that's no. what but he is. But Star Wars is better. Star Wars is better. You don't <laughs> say. Are you... You Wait a minute. You're saying the movie Star Wars is better than <laughs> Dragon Slayer 1981. Yes, I am. Taking, the, okay. taking a firm fucking stand. <laughs> Do, I, I, it's been so long It's been so long since the bombs fell and we all got turned into anime. I don't remember. Are we supposed to like tell the listeners what the movie is about? Or, like, this we'll is the story. All about how. <laughs> Luckily, it's a sentence. I mean, go ahead. It's pretty quick. Uh, the apprentice of a wizard kills a dragon. Uh huh. That's but it. He actually doesn't kill a dragon. And he meets a lady who's not really. A, well, she's a. She, uh, ooh, have fun with this sentence. You know, <laughs> you know it's kind of interesting how you think of that one. Uh-oh. We were just talking about yeah. we were just talking about cars. You've gotten so good at drifting because you passed by, <laughs> you passed within like a hair's width of like three different obstacles that I would have roasted before and you came out clean. The initial D. Keep going. And um, there's there's a smug old man who kills a dragon too. Really, he's the one that does everything. <laughs> and Peter McNichol is kind of a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, well, he is a uh, uh, Galen is a horse. He is an equomancer. He's an equomancer. <laughs> because he does, we see at the end of the movie, this is a spoiler. Um, the first spell he ever casts without the aid of the stone is he says, Boy, I'd like it if a horse were here. <laughs> and he doesn't like conjure it. Peter McNichol like, oh. is a horse girl. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no that is. That's the old man coming back to haunt them. That's why. That's what my <laughs> belief is. fucking explode again when they lose the spell. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we we'll, we'll walk people through this one. <laughs> I'll walk people through the plot here because we might actually need to because this film is crazy. What did I have spaghetti? There's not that much so, plot. You pretty much okay. explained the whole plot. It's, it's a fantasy land. There is a no. Lottery. They're Christian. It's not a 
fantasy land. They're Christians. They're just it's still a fantasy land. Magic exists. It's supposed to be in like yeah. the dark ages, quote unquote. It, okay, we are placing way too the, much the time king, and effort king, on this. Yeah, there's a king who needs a dragon killed. He has been dealing with the dragon for a while by giving the dragon virgins through a lottery system. Yeah. And he's like, you take care of this virgin, and you, you get to eat or whatever, and you don't harm the kingdom. And so he's like, fuck it, I'm done. I want this wizard dude named uh, Ulrich of Kragenmore. Yeah. Uh, level 20 wizard. Mwah. To then go deal with the dragon, because apparently he's killed them before. I think interjection and really Ulrich quick, has I'm a almost little... certain that the art on the second edition D&D Dungeon Master's Guide was directly inspired by this film. Oh, for sure, for Probably. sure. And Ulrich has a, an apprentice um, named Galen, who's a shithead. And he also has a poor old man who's his servant, who dies for no reason. Okay. Um, yeah. Can I cut in before we get more into Yeah, please, pod? please. Hodge. Fuck yes. Okay. I made it five minutes into the movie, and I'm like, holy shit, the professor from Never Ending Stories in this movie. Sidney Bromley's in this. I love this already. And he's doing the exact <laughs> same shtick. He's just like, I'm an old man, and I hate being here. And I'm like, I love it. Excessively old. And then he gets he gets practically naked for the movie. I'm like, what are we watching? <laughs> Yo, we have to watch him just get, like, nonstop pranked by this little dickhead. <laughs> When he dies, it's a blessing, really. <laughs> His, like, imagine oh my God. this poor 95-year-old man has a telepath fucking tease him with his backpack and then explodes his clothes off like he's in a hentai. So, so, this so, is so, elder so, abuse. To, to set this scene, <laughs> the king sends his guy to, this, to the wizard's castle and says, come here and kill the dragon. The wizard's like, okay. And then the wizard oh, wait, somehow. Oh, you're, tricks. Miss, you're missing a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't a little it bit. Wasn't the king's guy. It was uh, the peasants sent representatives because right. they were fed up. Oh, that's the right. Lot, Sorry, the first, working yes. out super well for the ruling class, but the peasants are having to do all sorts of crazy shit, like raise their daughters as sons. Um, <laughs> the peasants so send a person named Valerian. Uh huh. And uh, yeah. a boy. And a a boy. Stop it. Well, <laughs> okay. To be to be uh, uh, again oh, side no, tangent. Good. Side tangent. By the audience's, like, I was not even aware she was supposed to be a boy until it became <laughs> a trope. Like, like they're just like, okay, time for the trope. But I'm like, wait, what? But I had one of my roommates sat down and said, why am I only ever attracted to men who look like women? Like, just stared directly <laughs> at the character. <laughs> and you were like, who boy? Just, and then, like, three scenes, three scenes later, they went, oh, okay. Like... <laughs> Uh, Bert, on, did, did you read Sorry. her a strong female character? No, she just at the beginning. I was like, oh, they're peasants, and they're like, they're she's they ugly? have no, she's not ugly. They just have rags on, and they you can't like. But <laughs> yeah. I was like, but, but also I was like, that's a that's a woman. Okay, that's fine. And then like they get to the lake scene, and it's like, oh, I was supposed to not be able to tell, but it never got brought up. It's just we're doing the trope because we have to do. The I trope. assumed I assumed that Valerian was like a thirteen or fourteen year old. Um, but, but yeah, so the peasants come and the sorcerer's like, I'll do it, but my legs are all fucked, blah! And he's also, <laughs> he's also been telling Galen, I'm gonna die today, woohoo! Um, and he goes out, and the peasants are negotiating it, and Galen's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. And a knight, like a representative of the king, shows up. And Tyrion like, Lannister. Yeah, Tyrion shows up and is like, hey, dickhead, magic's not real, you're an asshole. Every time I've asked anybody to prove magic is real... They haven't been able to do it, and the old man's like, "Ah, well, I'll, I'll, I'm your Huckleberry," and like <laughs> engages him in a magic duel versus a knife, and the guy just fucking kills him. Um, put like the guy's like, "I will cast a spell to confound death," and the knight just stabs him in the chest and he dies. Would you say that I, okay. the, he eggs him on. He eggs him on. He's like, "Do it. Stab me. Stab me." What's the yeah? What's it's not stab really me. a duel so much as go ahead and stab me, and we'll see if I die. <laughs> not so much a duel as pussy won't. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then he does. Truly, truly, he was the master of pranks. Mm-hmm. Prank you, mm-hmm. I die, fucker. <laughs> um, but yeah, then he dies, and then uh, Galen finds his J.O. crystal. The apprentice finds his J.O. crystal. And it's fully charged. Um, okay, not only Galen, is it fully Galen, charged, it follows him around. It starts to like appear yeah, wherever he so goes. So Galen 
through, Galen's running with power takes to the road to finish the job his master agreed to. And takes the and, old and, and takes the old man with him, and then fucking just like j- like jukes and japes this poor old man <laughs> nonstop, and now we're caught up. And that's what that's where like okay, so like I love the production values of this actually a lot. I think for the time, oh, yeah. the special effects are pretty sweet, but the effects are good. The costumes, the, the storyline kinda... is just like Peter McNichol, who I think is a very nice, funny, talented actor. It's just a total shithead in He's it. a board like, there's of nothing, wood, dude. I don't know what... There's nothing enjoyable about the character, and he just assumes that he's the wizard in a very, like, um, a pretentious way. He's like, well, I'm the wizard now. I was his apprentice. I mean... I, I haven't gone through any sort of training. I haven't studied shit. When the, movie, the wizard, like, laughed at me, and now I'm the wizard now. When the movie And now I get to laugh at the old man. Yeah, when the movie starts up... That's kind of an interesting conceit. It's like, oh, maybe they can do some cool things with the fact that he's like, he's in over his head and, he, and you know, they have the yes, scene where he yes, exactly. covers it in rocks. You're like, oh, maybe this will subvert some. Mm, no, he's just weird. Like they just it just gets. I don't know. He just, it's it's a weird it. This whole movie's like that. It's like, here's a bunch of tropes we know. And that's kind of why I wanted to go back with the, the thing about its fingerprints are everywhere. I mean. It's Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and 11 billion other things that already existed. I still... Star Wars came out four years ago, though. Like, you had the perfect sort of Joseph Campbell story arc. And this one feels like it bobbles it a lot. Man. For no good reason. The minute Princess Elspeth shows up, though, I'm like, I'm watching Star Wars. Like, I'm watching Princess Leia show up and... and... You remember the part where Princess Leia's fucking feet got eaten? (laughs) (laughs) What? I, I Okay. Again, like there's, uh, there's so many weird tropes and baffling things that these, the people that made this have seen in other movies, and they were just like, let's put it in this movie, and it's like, but why though? Why, like, why? What? I, I mean, I'm not like adamantly against it, but what purpose does it serve exactly for Valerian to have been? a boy and then not a boy like um it makes sense in the scheme of she avoided the lottery but it doesn't make sense in terms of character because it doesn't go anywhere i thought it was going to go the way of the uh, 1985 jim carrey movie which is the twice bitten route which is oh only virgins are subjected to it let's get it on exactly I I looked at I looked at my roommate and said, if this were me, I would be riding that village like a carousel <laughs> as fast from my grave as I could. Well, that's dangerous um, though, because if you get married, if you if you're if you have sex outside of marriage, then you're a witch and you have to be killed or whatever. You know, you're a blast. That's true. I would like to talk about the gender thing. Yeah, I agree. We'll I agree. It was largely pointless. Um, but I have a different feeling about it because. I was like, oh, this person's like 13 or 14. And then I sort of figured it out. And then there was this, there's a scene at the pool where Galen just like jumps in and like notices, uh, titties that, and notices titties. Um, and I was, and I was like, yeah. And at first I was like, oh, geez, we're doing this. Um, but then like the way that she described her situation of like, yeah, I'm a girl but I had to be raised a boy because there's just like some shit outside my control that made being a girl kind of unacceptable for my position in society. This sucks. And she like sat down in front of the tree and like huffed. And all of a sudden my brain went, Hmm. And then they, you know, they have the abortive thing where Galen thinks he has killed the dragon, but we find out later he hasn't. They go back to the village and they're having the party because everybody thinks the dragon's gone. And it has this scene where she's in, the how in her house, yep. wearing boy clothes, like holding a dress up to her chest, and I felt my eyes starting to water. And yeah. then her dad came in and was like, "Nobody can see you in that. What will the neighbors say? What will the neighbors think?" And she was like, "No, I don't care. I'm wearing it." And like my eyes started watering more. And then she stepped outside and she was like, "Well, everybody, I'm a lady," and she was wearing a dress. And everybody looked at her like she was a fucking freak. And my lip was quivering. And then uh, Galen came up and was like, "Hey, I know you're a fucking weird gender freak." but you want to dance with me anyway and she was like hell yeah dude and they danced and then everybody liked her and then in very weird ways going on in the movie her being a woman who had once lived as a man like 
did in fact complicate the story and like render more intense some like genderedness of the lottery and stuff but just like her it in a, for a very weird way for a character who presumably has a uterus and ovaries her story was very relatable to me in a way that i kind of liked no i really like so yeah i really like that scene in particular um it's it's kind of a double-edged sword because i feel like once once it's everybody just accepts that oh she's a woman now it's mm-hmm. cool that everybody accepts it it's like great i'm glad everybody is accepting and it's it's cool with everybody but also she suddenly takes a back seat in the movie it's it's like yeah mm, it, just because she's a lady doesn't mean we have to put her what yeah as the love interest I mean, now she's yeah well yeah well yeah she like gets well get to that little corner yeah um yeah like it's yeah. she put is makeup way on her face, into she blowing up the rock Hell yeah. <laughs> she does take a lot of agency in that last season. Destroying we'll the J.O. Crystal. <laughs> She's like, fucking kill it already. Just kill it. Jesus Just break Christ. it. He's like, he's like, he's not, even that much... not time yet. You fucking do <laughs> it. There's not even that much come left in it. <laughs> How great would it would be? Would it have been if she was like, "Go ahead and break it"? He's like, "Okay," and he just breaks it. And he just blows up on the cliff. Yeah. And the-, <laughs> <laughs> the dragon's so, like, "Okay." <laughs> Mary, I want to pick up where you left off. Um, so they have the celebration in the village. <laughs> they have the celebration in the village, and then um, the dragon gets free, or the, like it it's, appears again and starts raising shit. And the king's like, well, we got to hold this lottery thing to get the virgin and feed the dragon. And Elspeth has met, has figured out what's been going on and figured out that the lottery's been rigged oh, that has not happened yet. against her or uh, in her favor. I'm sorry. She finds it out eventually, though. We don't have to get everything right. Dra- the dragon slayer didn't put that much effort into their story. So we won't it's also that, a lot okay, of But that's just... such a weird setup for me because yeah. I think the part, I was so confused when they have the lottery drawing again. And Elspeth is like, no, it's me. She did and then it. Everyone's... She put her name in over and over. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, people, um, the king tries to argue that it's it's not lawful. And then Elspeth has a very eloquent, passionate speech about why it's important for <laughs> yeah. her to be the person. Yeah. yeah. And then Valerian from the crowd is like, yeah, she's right. No, she, absolutely. She should do this. And I was like, wait a second. You've been gave me the system, too. I have a why are you yeah. Why are you making this case from the crowd? I have a point about this also, because this is an example of there's too many tropes in this movie and they start to like converge on each other and not make any sense anymore. So the thing is, is like they have the big scene where uh, dragons Luke's Luke spellcaster goes up to uh, Valerian while she's on the cliff and she's like. You're in love, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. And then she's oh, yeah. like, and and, and the, the idea is she means he's in love with Princess Elspeth, but he's in love with her. And the thing is, is what this the precedence, the precedent this movie sets is that because he's in love with her, she will get laid. Therefore, she will not be a virgin and will not die. However, Princess Elspeth absolutely will die. So and does gruesomely. Uh, yes. Yeah, so. Standing up for your convictions gets you horribly killed, but like getting down is dirty. I'm just saying, like it's like, what is this movie trying to say with with these different like plot aspects? And it's it's not. It's just doing things that it knows work. Even when she, even when the princess dies, they're like, um, I think it's the the um, the blacksmith who's like, hey. Don't forget, the dragon also has baby dragons, too. Don't forget about that. And you're like, wait a second. They keep when bringing it up. <laughs> like, when did when are we going to bring in this this little important nugget I, of information? Up I will until, say, like, now it's been like, well. With the, all the thing where, like, nothing, very clearly nothing means anything in the yes. story. Now you know when people are like, well, I wish entertainment could just be entertainment. And I wish it could not be political. <laughs> now you know what they're thinking about. Because right. I... For the fucking life of me, could not tell you what the screenwriter and director of this movie believe about the world around them, except for that Christians are kind of silly and Mm -hmm. we probably shouldn't have kings anymore. Right. Which is like, wow, really timely. Yeah. um, the, the sense of justice in this film is so perplexing. Like, yeah. what does it think? About there's a baffling, there's so many like baffling little, it's not even like the plot 
beats are baffling. It's the question of why it's in the story. There's there's the scene where um, Elspeth is tied up and Luke Spellcaster has to like break her free and fight Tyrion. And he like breaks her free and he's like, go, uh, run away. And she's like, no, I wanted to fucking die. And you're like, okay, like what? <laughs> what's happening in this movie? And then the, the, the baby dragons. And then she runs in and dies off screen. It, yes, she dies to the baby dragons, which, uh, so from reading the Wikipedia, which is how I research all films on the podcast, um, they wanted to, like, make, they wanted to, like, I guess, humanize the dragon or give the dragon character or something. Why not just have the dragon talk or something? Like, they put the, the babies in there, but then it's just, like, she goes to the cave and she's, Look at like. those evil little fuckers. <laughs> I was, like, okay, we're going to have a moral we gotta quandary. We're going to kill and purge their kind from the world. We're going to have a weird moral quandary because she goes in the cave and she's, like, oh, by the way, Luke, uh, Luke Spellcaster, they have, it has babies. And he's, like, well, I'll have to kill them, too. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and, I, he go, and he goes for it. He really fucks he just, up. Like he, he cuts one of the baby dragons' heads in half. Yeah, and it's and I mean, and they're, you, they're, you they're get not a, even capable of hurting him. They're just kind of flopping around. <laughs> you get a scene where the dragon's like upset, but that's it. And then it's just like, well, that happened. Just killed some baby dragons. Whatever. Just moving on. We're, we have to get to the scene where the, the wizard explodes. It's fine. We're, we're not <laughs> the movie has to end five more times. We haven't even touched on the Academy Awards scene. Where there's a big tornado in the lake when the wizard reappears and he looks like the Academy Award. I don't understand this movie. I think it was when the first they get to the village after supposedly killing the dragon the first time. And that's when I looked at it and I was like... Oh, this is only like 40 minutes in. God damn, what happened? Yeah. Well, it's because uh, Ulfric was charging his self-destruct spell and it was fucking with the local chrono weave. Bert, take it away. Did, just, did just we need to go further this. into the plot? Really? Like, like the king steals the jail there, crystal. There is a spear. I've, I've been having fun. Yeah, the yeah. spear is important. No, it's fine. The, the spear? The spear is important. The spear. Kind of. The spear. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, the dumbest line in the movie, which Katie recounted in the DM, was he's talking to the blacksmith who is Valerian's uncle, keeper, whatever he is. And he's like, blacksmith, have you ever forged a weapon? And I'm like, do you know what you just said? Like, it's all been horseshoes from here, buddy. He's like, no, I've no, I've forged signatures. I've forged. I forged housings for jack off crystals. Nothing else. That's all I've never made a weapon in my entire life. I'm an old grizzled but blacksmith. Hold on a second, hold on a second. But then it turns out he's the blacksmith from Berserk. Like, yeah. Well, I'm just, fine. Like, because it's a trope. That's why. He just why. has like a, pl- a plus five fucking vorpal sword <laughs> behind a waterfall that can cut anvils in half. Which okay, was point of order. Another trope. Katie, why the fuck did he cut it in half? Does like, J-O in your head mean jerking off or jacking Jack off? off. Is that important? See, see, it's jerk off. No, it's jack off, Chris. I want to, I want to make this. I'm gonna (gasps) call it a motion. Mandela effect. The Mandela effect, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It's the jack off crystal. The jack off crystal. Yeah, it's we're evenly split. What the fuck? They come. Our 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 so called friends, Katie and Bert, come from the jack off crystal universe. (laughs) uh, Whereas we're in the real universe where it's jerk off crystal. Who knows what these? Who knows what these rascals are up to, Matt? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um why is that important to the movie <laughs> there's there's a giant spear that the blacksmith makes why is it really it's not really important why is it important jack off is important. It's special i feel like jack off sounds it's called sillier no the spear the spear the sicarius oh, decorum or dragon slayer yeah but it's it doesn't the name of the film but it doesn't actually do that it's no, it cool. doesn't. That's the best part. <laughs> it's more like the Tyrion Slayer, which it does very it's, effectively. It, I will say it solves a problem he has. It solves a problem he has in the downhill section of the second act. Right, because he's like, a puss, the and then he's not a puss. Point. Yeah, it's a light. It's a lightsaber. It is. It is a plot. Oh, coupon it's a lightsaber. All right, cashed it. It's a plot coupon given, and then a plot coupon cashed in. The whole movie is plot coupons. Because this is the the mythical, apolitical movie 
where what does the spear represent? The spear represents that the writer and the director thought spears are cool. Uh, this what it. part? Since I know like this is exactly like Star Wars. Uh, at what point in Star Wars right. did um, Obi Wan Kenobi explode to kill Darth Vader? <laughs> <laughs> We're just so this keep one this up. puts. This I mean, one, listen, this one inverts the Obi Wan experience. The way Obi Wan dies in A New Hope is funny. <laughs> it is very. Hilarious. And when I was a child, I knew it was funny. Like, oh, Obi Wan Vader swung the sword at him, and he got naked <laughs> so fast. <laughs> <laughs> he vanished in a puff of smoke off, this, off the screen. Obi Wan does actually help Luke destroy the Death Star and cause an explosion in the end. <laughs> this one just like doesn't want to do that though, so it makes the wizard actually be the one that kills the dragon himself because they can't figure yeah, out a way. A <laughs> they can't figure out a way to make Luke spellcaster like like brave or interesting Likeable? at all. He no, he's just. They start off with him being a coward, and they end up with him being a coward. It's like, well, what's? Why was I watching no, this dude? He was a dipshit and an insufferable dweeb in the in, like in the in the middle part. So that's important right, to note. Right. He was a he's like if Krillin. He's like if Krillin had no redeeming quality. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So okay, what were we talking about? Um. So. The thing is, you, you you mentioned plot coupons. This movie is plot coupons. It's it's the Domino's like coupon handout of movies, of fantasy movies. Believe, just believe like, it or not, believe it or not, and from a formal standpoint, that is what makes it an epic. Is that it is a series of nested plot coupons. Okay, that makes sense because, it, like, about halfway through, you're like, uh, we're circling the drain. Where are we going? Like, like the crystal is held by the king, and they have a lottery. And when's he going to kill the dragon? The movie is called Dragon Slayer. He's supposed to slay a dragon. And then, you know, even when we get to the point where it's like, oh, he's going to slay the dragon. Nope, he doesn't. We keep going. We just have to keep going (laughs) until we get a wizard explosion. Like, we just have to keep like, even after that, it's like, is is the movie over? I guess. Um, The real question is, was like slogging through parts of this movie worth the part where you saw a wizard explode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I saw a wizard explode well, okay, and then I saw okay. a, an apprentice's first act of Equimancy. <laughs> and then it played Saturday morning cartoon music and showed the word Dragon Slayer in like an yeah. EMB font and the credits went. <laughs> 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 um, okay. I had Katie, a great I had a grand old time. Yes. Katie, I'm going to put you on blast, though, because those of us Uh-oh. that did slog through the film, <laughs> it was a Uh-oh. slog. Uh-oh. Was it worth it? No. <laughs> um, I started, like, the other night, and I was watching it in bed, and I was sure that I had reached the halfway point before I went to sleep. And then, like, it was like, that's why I say, like, this movie is a tesseract of, of time and space, because when I went and, like, I booted it back up, thinking I only had, like, an hour left, which is why I was planning on... Oh no! Planning on like watching like I had less. I figured I had less than an hour left because I was like, oh, well, I'll just watch it my lunch break today. Um, I've started. And I'm like, how is this? Sti- how is this movie still so long? Yeah, so. I, I put it on last night, and I think it may still be ending right now. Like it's it's on its like thirtieth <laughs> ending. It's it's gone through like five different wizard explosions at this point. Like I mean, this this movie has more endings than the Xbox controller is huge. Um, sure. <laughs> um, I was just remembering. I was remembering that era and all of the Lord of the Rings endings and how everybody made fun of those too. And the Xbox controller jokes were happening at the time. But okay, is this a fantasy movie thing? Because Return of the King had like fifteen endings. Um. Well, I think but that's because this movie also has fifteen middles. It also has fifteen middles and fifteen beginnings. Like it's just like <laughs> it's just a stack of yeah. It's like a, it's a, a beginning that nothing has any. There's a beginning that is just. There's a beginning that's just Galen. There's a beginning that is the Valerian coming to beseech oh, the wizard God, for help. That? There's a beginning. There's a, there's the there's one beginning that begins with Galen being the apprentice of a wizard. There's another beginning that begins with Valerian coming to ask the wizard for help. There's another beginning. That begins with the rich, uh, the the uh, lieutenant dude coming to ask Galen for help or to yell at the poor people. Yeah, they There's show no up like five times. Th- that is like uh, the wizard 
kid and Hodge going off to slay the dragon. Yeah, it just goes on. So it's like four beginnings. Yeah, and there's like five middle, there's five second acts as well. It's because nothing has any consequence. It just keeps circling the drain. I didn't hate it because it was. No, that's the thing. I don't. I kind of do, but I don't at the same time. I kind of have a Tammy and the T-Rex reaction to this where it was so. Oh, okay. (laughs) I knew you were going to have that reaction. (laughs) It was so wacky and like it was it was clearly made so it was made in such an odd manner that like there were different points where i just straight up was like i feel like i'm watching a satire film the 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 beginning is straight out of monty python's holy grail there are actually multiple points like the the verge the first virgin being brought to the dragon is straight out of holy grail yes they, i like, feel like it start... got like a, a tax break they're like basically blah 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 you service you're out of service for like you know, not to exceed five years. I'm like, oh my god, are they saying like they're sacrificing your daughter to get a tax break for five years? <laughs> right. And, and I mean, that's actually it. I just realized it. This is Monty Python, the Holy Grail, but serious. Exactly. Well, that scene in particular, we hit that. It starts with like the the carriage has these little like dragon head looking things, and they're like bobbing really bad because it's not well made, and it's zoomed in on them. Like this is wacky, and then it zooms out, and like the whole congregation with the dude with the virgin shows up and he's like we forsooth give this virgin for five years of non-dragon related activity i'm like this is so like i'm expecting the black knight to show up and just start losing limbs like it's so wacky and it's supposed to be like deadly serious she she like degloves her hands from the manacles when they like from gerald's game or whatever (laughs) they get a shot of the manacle chains and the hook is like so fucking precariously holding onto the chains. I'm like, lady, just climb up a little and pull the chains off. And she's like, I'm gonna deglove my hands. And she does. <laughs> and then she dies. That's just badass, and... personally, but that's just me. Okay, really quick. I feel like we've really been circling around this for a while. Mm-hmm. Who, who wants to tell the people out there mm-hmm. about, while we're talking about tonal whiplash, who wants to tell the people uh, about what happens to the <laughs> It's either you or Katie. I will. Yeah, lose yeah. My, I will lose my mind, and Katie will. Yeah, too much. Either of us have to oh, do it. They both had too much spaghetti. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> Mom, spaghetti. I'm, I'm full to bursting with spaghetti. My pockets are full. My belly's full. My heart's full of that that good noodly stuff. But I want to hear Matt or Bert talk about. <laughs> so, so the wizard has embodied himself. So as as you as you the dear viewer of this well, actually, insane sorry film to come to realize um before yeah. before we get to the wizard exploding because we will get there. What <laughs> I would I let this cup pass from me. I would just like for uh, This is my guess how many I'm Bert, I'm begging you mm-hmm. take this cup from Jesus, me. Jesus, take okay, the wheel. Okay. Well, I would like anybody to explain, and I can try, but what exactly was the wizard's plan? Uh, what was I can tell you. <laughs> the plan I can tell was, you what his well, plan see, was. He, okay. he has he a was fucking fashion. He was slaying all those fucking looks. <laughs> he, was, he was serving. He was serving. <laughs> fucking no, plastic the, the helmet. Oh is, my god. The justification is, and this is the problem that you are literally always going to run into when you put magic in a story. Mm-hmm. The problem is that he was like, well, I do want to kill the dragon. All my knees, though. <laughs> and so he couldn't get there. He was too old to get there under his own power. And so he literally intentionally like said, pussy won't, and got the guy to kill him. So that then he could hit Galen, so that then Galen, whose mind he'd seen within, would take his ashes to the dragon's lair and like drop them or like spread them. In like the fiery water of the dragon flare and bring him back so that he could nuke himself. So Galen, Galen is the the fantasy protagonist equivalent of a rascal scooter. <laughs> it's his, yes. his role in this movie. Yes. Um, Galen is uh, Galen is an Uber at best. <laughs> um, okay, but glad we got that out of the way because it's it's really ludicrous. He's like, I guess today I'll kill myself so that my apprentice can carry me all the way across. <laughs> Like what? Who amongst us hasn't? Sure, I for guess sure. Today I'll kill but, myself. Uh, well, it's but the funny part is like I'll kill myself so that uh, my apprentice can take me all the way over there so that I could kill myself again. 
in style. So <laughs> that's why I believe that. That's why I believe he's the horse. Right. Oh yeah. So okay. So he spreads. He spreads. He he. Oh god. He has a big gigantic showdown that you think is the end of the movie with the dragon, Luke Luke Spellcaster, and he doesn't kill it, and then he leaves, and then AKA he's like Peter McNichol. Huh. Sorry. AKA Peter McNichol. <sighs> Whatever. So <laughs> so he he's like, oh, the ashes, I forgot. I was supposed to put Hodge told me to put the ashes in in the the fire water. So he goes back in the lair, he puts it in. There's a giant uh Academy Award tornado that looks like an Academy Award, and then it turns into uh the wizard, he's like, haha. It it turns well first it turns into Bedman from Guilty Gear right. Exard Revelator. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It he turns into Bedman and then he's like, Aha, it was all part of my plan to bring me back to life. Now we go to kill me and we're gonna go to the top of the mountain at all <laughs> stop the dragon. He doesn't even tell Galen. No. He doesn't tell Galen what it's gonna do. He could just tell him. He could just tell him <laughs> That's half of what makes it so funny. Well, I mean, he probably doesn't tell him. No, he's he fucking with him from like day one. Like he's a prank master. <laughs> he probably like doesn't pranks. He probably doesn't like, tell imagine him. Imagine if your dad came up to you and said, "Hey, son, press this button," and you fucking exploded and died, and he found a nose. Well, that's why he doesn't tell him. That's why he doesn't tell him because if he told him, Pete McNichol would not would not break the Jo crystal and kill him. But so. Oh yeah, she. I think Valerian knew. She knew. She's like, this is gonna be fucking great. Uh, so he's like, he's like, oh my my apprentice, break the crystal when it's time, and you'll know when the time is. He could at least when say I'm in the jaw, when I'm in the jaws of death. He could at least say that, but he doesn't. He's like, you'll know. And then they go to the. He goes to the top of the mountain, and the dragon does. He sideswipes him like five times, and Valerian. He, he reenacts the cover art to the D and D Dungeon Master's Guide. <laughs> The cloud shit actually was pretty fucking awesome. I'm not gonna lie. When he like brings when he brings the shooting stars across the sky, Hell yeah. that was pretty good. He just like destroyed a few galaxies on purpose, just so he could make I don't know, it looked pretty. So <laughs> So bears die. So um Um so what happens is it sideswipes him like five times and Valerian's like he told you to break the crystal and she gets this rock and she's trying to break he's like, No, no, she's about to, she's about to Self-destruct. No, he's so rude to her. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you dumb woman, stop it. He doesn't say that. He's just like, it's I not time. That took- That's his attitude. I hate that you took that sir coat off. Put that back on. <laughs> he says, "He says it's not time yet." And then, like the dragon finally grabs him and carries him away, and is flying with him for some reason. I don't know. He could I, just drop him. What or... did you? What did you think was going to happen when they smashed the crystal? I thought, I thought, like, um, I thought, like, they would both disappear, or like. There would be like a blinding light, and then yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess technically there was. I just, it just like the end of you know the end of Alien where the the space the Nostromo just like ends up being a huge flash of light and then a giant explosion. I was like, okay, that might be okay, but no, it's it's a Death Star explosion. Just <laughs> exactly what you don't. I want. it's like cackled. <laughs> I cackled so hard, I scared my cat, and he still has not come out under the bed. <laughs> I was laughing harder than I'm laughing now. Was I it think was so fucking funny. It was. Like, I, it I cannot, in good conscience, I can't recommend that you watch this movie under any sort of like intoxicant or especially some kind of like psychedelic, because you'll probably lose your goddamn mind. It was like it was like like a Tim and Eric awesome show great job <laughs> gag where they throw something over their shoulder and it becomes a photoshop effect and it jiggles to the ground yeah. and explodes even though it's like a stapler but it cost five million dollars <laughs> you can't really like you can't even like deliberately plan the comedic timing of because he's like he's like now I'll do it now and then he like fucking brings the rock down and then he just explodes like you're like what the fuck like, <laughs> he explodes like that fucking gag from Monty Python where they're trying to find the people who are hiding. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, 
hand grenade. Grand, Grandpa Wizbiz. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this actor, by the way, is oh. probably the most accomplished actor in the movie. He gets to blow up oh. in a dragon's talons to to see. Oh, and then, and then, okay, the dragon like no, falls he in also lake. got to wear a, sna- a snake shaped leather daddy hat. So oh my good. god, that it's like a plastic snake hat. It's incredible. It's amazing. Um, so, <laughs> and then he got to be reincarnated so, as an ottoman and then explode. Like who the hell? <laughs> <play? laughs> <laughs> the dragon. Okay, you like sobbing. You're dying. I can't fucking breathe. The dragon falls in this lake, and then they have this like amazing. They have this amazing shot of like the dragon's carcass with like fucking livers and organs and shit, and it's huge. And I swear to God, it's the exact same setup from Jurassic Park when there's. When Jeff Goldblum walks up and goes, that is one big pile of shit. It's like the exact, <laughs> the exact same framing. And then the king walks up and he just puts his sword like jet later. He's like, I killed a dragon. I did it. And like, yeah. This fucking movie. That's the most. Like, like again, it gets back to this movie like has no coherent just, ideology. It's not trying to tell you like anything like specific about rulers okay, or anything talk. else is like oh yeah, I want Katie to talk too. about Palpatine Katie tell him about your friend and mine Sheev from Naboo <laughs> <laughs> God, his first name was Sheev his name is Sheev it is Sheev uh, um, first of all I want to say like when the king came up and planted a sword and declared that he killed the dragon. Did anyone else hear the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song play? I'm telling you, there's so many comedic beats that are just like it's like the 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 world's best accidental comedy. It, uh, that's why I got Tanny and T Rex vibes. It's called it's called Camp Honey, and my people love it. Um, I will say that I was really impressed with this movie that was made by Disney for killing a man of God. <laughs> Horribly. <laughs> no, this was back in like the eighties when Disney was like kind of cool. This was Black Cauldron. Yeah, that's yeah. True. Um, yeah. I don't remember anything. I don't like. Again, unfortunately, I was using magic to counteract the effects of the Tesseract movie, so I was watching it on two X speed to get through it. <laughs> so I don't remember much. And like, I can't. I don't remember the dialogue. I just remember like in the moment before he's roasted like a chestnut his face oh that's palpatine so now to be fair at at 2x the explosion has to be even funnier you just have like yakety no i actually (laughs) i did actually go i i I actually did slow down like around the time of the uh, big showdown thinking that it was actually going to not be as drawn out as it was um well it's slow motion also funny uh, silly oh what what a silly idea. Yeah. <laughs> After two hours of this film, you'd be like, oh, that won't be drawn out, will it? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I do feel like uh, I'm to throw out from laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, what did you think of the movie? <laughs> so, with all that said, with all of that said, <laughs> I did kind of enjoy it, but only in the sense of, like, it was kind of cool to see, like, the... the crazy old grandfather of like every single Dungeons and Dragons and Magic card I've ever played. This is like even down to the dragon's name Vermithrax I think. Vermithrax it's is such pejorative. Pejorative. They said pejorative like are you kidding me? Is this for real right this, now? This is <laughs> this is like the bones of like countless D&D campaigns and I don't know I th- it's kind of cool on that level alone just to kind of see what crazy shit Grandpa was up to back then. I don't know if I'd recommend this to someone. I had a great time. <laughs> this movie brought so much joy into my life. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Keep going. My no, it's fine. I'm just... It, it was a surreal experience. <laughs> it was. It was It was amazing. Like, from... I, I, I do want to give the warning, though, again, to people. There's a wizard explosion. We've talked about it. We've laughed about it. We've made jokes about it. I'm going to be serious with you all. Do not take psychedelics <laughs> and watch this film. <laughs> At that point, it will fuck you up. It's not. It's going to be but... bad for you. And I, I can't. I cannot warn you enough away from this path of action that you are no doubt going to do as soon as I said that. Um. Yeah, do it. Uh, do but it. I down that way, madness lies. I will. I lied. 
Oh, no, sorry. I said down that way. Madness, madness lies. lies. Um, I will slightly, I will slightly disagree with Matt in the sense that all the bones in this movie are from eleven million different other sources. So I have no respect for any of that. But it's fucking ludicrous. It's all over the map. <laughs> uh, some of like half of the acting isn't that bad, and the other half is not bad. But the material is so wacky that it. It kind of just works anyway. It would be great to like just throw on while you're having a few drinks and fucking around, but please don't like make it a movie night because Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, I think the explosion really, really made the movie. Uh, hard recommend. I mean, I think we nailed. We, we figured it out. It's Monty Python but serious. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like that, like like when when you said that, or when we said that, I was like, that was it. That, that yeah. Is the when movie. I saw so if you want a serious Monty Python, as many times as I've seen Holy Grail, I did not really have a movie reference for that. Um, to be fair, like I always was like, oh, it's a goofy satire on like King Arthur, but like I'd never actually seen a movie. Well, this that is, this was, is after it. Um, after Holy Grail. Yeah, this is six years after Holy, Holy Grail. Holy shit. I have a I do have a question because we've watched a couple this, this of to me is movies a... from the seventies and the eighties. Why did it take until Peter Jackson for literally one good heroic fantasy movie to be to get made? Because we had you know we had our labyrinths, we had our never-ending stories, but those are more like fairy tales. Yeah. Um, why did it take until two thousand and one to get a good heroic fantasy? Oh, I can answer that question. Um, it's because we remembered that New Zealand existed. Yeah. Also, cocaine. But I mean, the problem wasn't the problem wasn't necessarily the landscapes. Like the landscapes were kind of yucky, but I think there were good fantasy. Like, um, I mean, you're talking like The Princess Bride, um, Never another, Story. I don't. Those think are good I, fantasy films. I. I but I said heroic fantasy. You know what I mean? Like that Lord, the sort of thing that D and the big epic, yeah, journey. I I feel like Princess Bride is <clears throat> tongue in cheek and it's good, but it's not what Mayor's talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, or like or swords and sorcery stuff. Like I feel like they need like, they need a lot of special effects and they need to be pretty believable to immerse you in the world and this movie did get nominated for like academy awards for special effects but even watching it today it's kind of like i mean they're good by 80s standards but especially early 80s but it's also kind of like yeah there's blue screens and it's kind of wacky um i don't know i don't i think these were probably good for their time you know like like lord of the rings was a pretty audacious um cinematic experience because they agreed to film all three movies all at once they sunk like what half a million into the films like at the get-go and just like we're all in on this like just everything all the chips peter jackson you're our guy and like you know a lot of these 80s films are you know struggling with you know production values and trying to tell these like sort of like weird stories and you know in a way the lord of the rings movies compared to this i think are really polished and in a way that, like, is cool, but and sometimes, like, I appreciate the roughness of this film, like, that it was so, that it was so unfinished or, like, trying really hard and, like, its reach uh, exceeds its grasp. I think that's kind of I mean, cool. I will yeah. Also, like, let's yeah. not forget that the Lord of the Rings movies also had, you know, uh, quite a bit of a story to already draw on, which is, like, the, yeah. one of the most, yeah, like, yeah. loved um, and famous fantasy you know, novels of all time. So, and I think like the the um, Lord of the Ring, like the films like this, to me, honestly, strike me as closer to like Ralph Bakshi's adaptations of Lord of the Rings than Lord of the Rings itself does right. to those Ralph Bakshi novel like the cartoons. Yeah, yeah. yeah I will <laughs> say like there were pretty good animated heroic fantasy films. So that I just feel like it's a case where getting it on screen with people is a little more difficult, but. Um, yeah. yeah. I also think it's like a reflection. I, I think, like, Marin, like, um, you bring up a good question in terms of, like, I think genre as a reflection of the times that it's in, like, that's why I love sci fi, is because sci fi is always telling us, even when it's stories about the future or far off ways, you know, in the future or things like that, it's always some, on some level about the times that we're in. Yeah. And I think that, like, these films are interesting stories about 
the 80s um, in a way that, like, you know, I think the Lord of the Rings films are kind of, they're almost like, if I want to get really political, like Francis Fukuyama, like, end of history fantasy movies. Like, they're polished, they're refined, they're here to tell you this, like, great epic, and it's going to make you feel good, and it's a Big Mac of fantasy. Like, there's nothing, like, unpolished in it. It's And it, it tastes, you, you enjoy eating it, but it's it's so polished and um, sad. At least that's how it feels now yeah, compared yeah. to, like, those things. And, like, I think probably, like, living back, you know, when it came out, I'd probably feel differently now that I think about it. But it, it's very smooth. Yeah. Frictionless. I don't think that Lord of the Rings has ever given me the runs. I think The Hobbit. <laughs> I think The Hobbit. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Actually, um, there's some very I was kind there. of thinking how analogous this movie was to The Hobbit. Because you have, like, a protagonist who is, like, not brave and kind of a wimp and along for the ride. And then you have... I mean, Smog is a better antagonist, but it's similar, but, like, it circles the drain too much. Whereas The Hobbit's, like... Oh, you wanted to be an adventurer. Now you became an adventurer through happenstance. You like you have an arc. This is more like we got a horse. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Um, so same idea, but so was that was the horse showing up at the end to indicate that he is in fact actually a sorcerer and that his will is being imposed on the world around him and he hasn't learned to disappear? No, I think it means exploded grandpa is actually a horse now. Oh shit! I don't. I don't know. That's that's just how I read it. I was like, "Oh, this is the old man coming back again." Because throughout the film, Galen doesn't do anything like except for like fuck with the old man, I guess. Yeah. But even then, that feels like the power comes from the amulet. The I just feel like Galen has no intrinsic magic of his own. No, he has no. There's nothing that's what makes special him sort of about weird him. As a, no, and that's what kind of makes him weird as a protagonist. There's no calling. There's no choosing of him. Nope. He's just a shithead that's get left with like the. The toys at the end of the wizard's life. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's a trust fund guy. Exactly. Yep. And maybe that explains why he's so abusive towards the help, the hired staff, the hired help. Oof. He's a real shitbird. <laughs> Let's see. We bring it back to left politics. There you go. Yeah. All right. Um, well, so okay. There is actually. I was saying. I was poking fun at the movie and saying it doesn't believe anything. I would say that the king using an ongoing crisis that he does not have the personal integrity to solve mm-hmm. as an excuse to constantly deplete the peasant's labor supply while preserving his own under the guise of fairness and then getting so entrenched in this system that he actually opposes someone who shows up who tries to fix the original problem that caused this class society to become the way that it was. Like... There's something there, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, I and I feel like the whole Princess Elspeth thing is like a tentpole, like, hey, we believe this and she's we stand warring. by these principles that she's going to do the right thing. It's just like, when she ends up dying, I think it's supposed to be like horribly sad for the audience, but it's kind of like, okay, I didn't even know that character, and now they're dead. <laughs> there was no <laughs> investment, no connection. Ugh. Yeah, so... Uh, she, she was very noble for two minutes, but The yeah. movie definitely believed in it, but it didn't have the means to like I, make I'm, you care. I'm still with her. Exactly. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> One off. of the dragons looks up from devouring her foot meat and goes, butter email! <laughs> <laughs> God. But her ring. Like, one of the dragons looks up and goes, mm, "This tastes like cheese pizza," and winks into the camera. It was like a twelve, oh, like a, no. a thirty, a thirty year, thirty. Year okay, message. With, with that, I'll say I don't want us to get murked by the Hillary Clinton Epstein cabal. Um, look forward uh, to my suicide. Find you on social in a media. Week. It's, it's happening oh, next shit. week. Keep going. Sorry. I you know my my hyoid bone, my uh, whatever bone, my neck bone is so so strong, folks. And I will never press. I will never tell someone to press a button that blows me up. So if I die in either of those ways, Hillary did it. Yes. Um, Where can we find you on social media? Uh, I Bert am at Refreshing Time, um, doing a lot of nothing. Standing Oscar. Uh, that's about it. I Meredith I'm at, at Meredith Squared on Twitter, and I'm not really doing much except for uh, uh, doing a lot of signal boosting, like trans fundraisers. So if you're feeling a lot of liberal guilt that you don't have any sort of class analysis or praxis to get yourself out of, you can just go there and throw some money at a minority. 
Um, and I am at AnimeWadeFart69 making posts that you'd expect from such a handle. <laughs> it's been so long since I, I heard that. It's so good. We missed it Anime Weed Fart 69 It's been a long it's, time. It's, we shouldn't have left it, you. It, it still goes you can down find me <laughs> at M underscore S underscore Nelson. Follow the cast at Second Star Cast. Uh, we'll be launching a Patreon soon. Bert and I are unemployed. We're casualties of COVID. <laughs> Don't tell everybody that. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I'm just joking. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and um, we'll welcome any support that you can offer us. Um, thank you for listening. We're excited to be back. And um, have a wonderful week. Bye. Um, Go Menasai. Sayonara. <laughs> Sayonara. Why are you saying Go Menasai? Why do you call it?